What's up, 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 everybody? We made it. We made it. Episode two. Here we go. This is episode two of the Almost Brothers podcast with Michael Simmons and... Jeremiah Dale. Jeremiah, how's it going today? It's going good, Dude, brother. we made it. It's crazy. Uh, first of all, we want to thank everybody who downloaded the first episode, man. Uh, numbers kept climbing, and it's it's really starting off to a, a good start. So thank you all for doing that. Uh, we really appreciate it. On today's episode, I guess we're just going to be digging into to me, I guess, me and who, who I am and, and my past. Uh, Jeremiah told me he's going he's gonna to get me back for that first episode and really... It's your turn to be in the hot seat, brother. That's right. Sounds good. Well, let's jump right in. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to to Jeremiah and uh, put me in the hot seat. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, thanks again for for joining us, man. This is this has been so cool, man. We're we're just really excited about being able to to visit with you like this each week. And uh, I guess right now we just want to kind of dive into um, to uh, the life of Michael Simmons. And and uh, my first question really is uh, just what was like life like for you growing up um before you be you know became to know the lord like you do now oh yeah that's uh not good let's just let's just start off with that it it was it was interesting um grew up an army brat kind of moving place to place we lived in uh berlin germany for a while and um once my mom and dad kind of kind of split up we we permanently lived in malden so i kind of grew up there and and a lot of things going on and i really I, I was always kind of into church. My grandma drug us to church. You know, you hear people say, you know, I had a drug problem. I had my grandma drug me to church and drug me to church. Uh, so she really did. She she drug us to church, and she was really my foundation of being in, in, in church. And, you know, we started with the youth, and things were great. God was really, really, uh, really pouring into me at a young age. But you know how we all do. We kind of fall away, or we, you know, as teenagers, we decide, I know better than than what you know my youth pastor knows right so so I kind of began to fall away and uh, pretty early on uh, started tinkering with sex and uh, me and my girlfriend who's now my wife love you babe um, just kind of started you know we were always in in the youth group and and very dedicated but we always you know behind the scenes do what kids do you know and uh you know, it really started eating away at me and really started taking away from, from what the Lord had for me. I knew at a very young age that uh, that I was called into ministry. I knew at 13 years old I was called into ministry. And and it really took away my focus and took away what I wanted to do and what I knew God wanted to do in me. So, you know, we, we started doing that on and off and, and uh, come to find out uh, about when I was 15, 16, somewhere around there, I uh, found out we were pregnant. Hmm. So that was a that's that's a Leah, right? Yes, that yeah. that's a Leah. Love you, babe. She just turned sixteen. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things I was gonna ask you about. How does that feel to have a sixteen-year-old? <laughs> Not good. I feel I've, it's so weird. It's you know I put I put a thing on Facebook talking about um, how I, I remember I remember very vividly sitting at my youth pastor's house with her laying on my chest, and I remember him telling me, "You remember this moment? It's gonna go by so fast." And you know, as a kid, you know, all right, yeah, whatever, right. But I do. I remember looking at looking at this baby, and she was looking back at me. And I remember, man, I am. I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna thoroughly remember this. And I was re- reminded of that as, as we we had her birthday party, her 16 year old birthday party. And she looked at me, and I remembered. I instantly went back to that place of just her being a baby laying on my chest. That's awesome. And just how fast it goes. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that was really a turnaround in our life to where 
we had to grow up very, very quickly. Of course, yeah. Um, my father, he was in the military, so he was kind of not really around. He was around when he could be, but he was always gone. My mom didn't take it very well. Uh, love you, mama, but you did not do great in that situation. Uh, so w- what happened is, is when we found out we were pregnant, it was us against the world. It really was. You know, my, my church that I was going to kind of turn their back on us. Um, our parents weren't really there there for us at the beginning so it was really just me and her and that was the beginning of our strong bond together is that we had this crazy big thing happen in our life at, a, at a, such a young age that we had no choice but to lean on each other we had no choice but to to help one another get through it because we didn't really have anybody else right so that was the beginning of our bond of our real strong connection to each other and uh, we kind of just grew ever since man that's awesome that's awesome so in what ways are, is your life different now than it was, let's just say, I mean, because I grew up in church too, so I know what it was like to play church and to, you know, to appear, you know, kind of to have it together, but then yet kind of go do your own thing when nobody's looking, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so how are things different for you now? I mean, man, now it's, you know, when you're a kid or when you're growing up or when you're kind of jumping in and out and you're playing church, even as an adult, you don't have that genuine relationship with who Christ is. You know, you know who he is in your head, but you don't know who he is in your heart. So the difference now is, is I have a, a one-on-one relationship with him. It's not just reading about him. It's not just hearing about him from the pastor or for whoever's bringing the word, but it's a relationship with him. So you get to realize that, that this is not just a person that we read about, but this is a living, breathing God living inside of you that you could talk to daily. So that has really changed my whole perspective on life and, and just everything that I could have that relationship with him. Wow, that's that's so good. That's so good. Um, so I'm sure along the way, you know, your, your mother, you mentioned her earlier. I, I've met her, and I know the kind of personality that she has, you know, and I'm sure she did drag you to church. I believe that because, yeah. like I said, I've met her. Um, other than your mother, let's just say, who, who else would stand out to you as um, someone who had influence upon you, you know, to – to kind of, you know, make you want to go to church. You know I mean? Everybody looks up to somebody. Oh, yeah. You know, you always think of people that kind of, you know, you looked at and you're like, man, they got something. You know, they got they got a relationship with the Lord or they, they've got something going on that I, I kind of want that same thing. You know, who, who was that for you? Oh, man, there was there was a, a good amount. You know, being, being 13 or 14 called into the ministry, um, my youth pastors were, the, were kind of the start of it. Because, you know, during the summer, during, during, you know, when we didn't have school or whatever, I was always shadowing them in the ministry, just helping them, you know, do stuff. So definitely I have kind of a, um, a Mount Rushmore of, of men in my life that have been. It's uh, Brother Charlie Patterson. I've got a Brother Jeff Clark. I've got uh, Pastor Del Shoup, who was our senior pastor. You know, there was, there was some things that me and him didn't see eye to eye on, but he was definitely one of those guys. Uh, Brother Tim Rose at Rose of Sharon Camps. Uh, they, they are really my Mount Rushmore of, of men that I looked up to and that, that really fed into me. You know, and on top of that, I had uh, my mom got remarried. Uh, Anthony Higgins, he was, he was the next thing to my dad that I had in my life. Like, uh, you know, my, my plans were to go to the NBA and, and to do all these things. And he was the one when my dad was gone that was, that was out sweating with me that was helping me train that was out in the yard doing all these things with me so that man to this day I still call him my stepdad 
no matter where he goes in life, no matter what he does, he's always my stepdad. So, you know, he he wasn't one that that helped me get into ministry or that pushed me into church, but he was one that was always there for me, that always would would take his time to help me, uh, you know, push me forward. Wow, that's really good, man. You know, our time is so valuable, and I think the older we get, you know, I'm I'm pushing forty now, and you're, you're oh, close. You're, you're close behind. Um, but we realize how valuable time is and, and how it's, you know, we want to make the most of it. And when we invest in these youth and we invest in our children, that is time well spent. I mean, oh, yeah. that, that's the best way we can spend our time. Oh, yeah. And I think at that at that young age, you, you don't look, you don't think about that. You know, you don't yeah. think about these, you don't these have men the or women. appreciation for yeah, it like exactly. you do now. You know, you really see what they did for you and the sacrifice that they made yeah. for you, you know. And, oh, yeah. And it's 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 eye opening and it makes you go, oh, man, I see what they did. Now I want to do that. I know the sacrifice they made. So it helps you as you get older want to do that. Right. That's awesome, man. Um, so what's next? You know, what's what's up next in this, you know, say this next six months? You know, what do you, what do you see yourself? What are some goals? Um, what, what do you want to do? Oh, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, man, so much stuff. You know, I'm, I'm here help, trying to help the uh, the tech department just kind of get get God's word out in every avenue we can. You know, that's my that's my short term goal, I would say, for this for this summer is to really set up this great foundation here at Lighthouse to be able to get the word out. Um, but I, I know I know God's called me into into ministry and into to bringing the word. I think I have a, a knack for for breaking it down for people who may have not grown up in church, that maybe they don't know all these details. I think I have a good knack of, of bringing these things out and really breaking down the word so that it's understandable and it, relatable. Um, so I know that that's that's a thing that's going to be going on is just kind of trying to, to minister and to get God's word out one way or another, get his word out so that people can hear it and people that may not have grown up or may not be in church right now, but they can hear it. Because right now in the, in the time that we're living in with everything going on, uh, people are looking for something real. People are, are looking yeah. for something to grab a hold of. And I just want to be that person in some aspect to be able to get God's word out so that they can grab a hold of it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's, there is a there's a need right now for for real Christians to stand up and real men of God to stand up and women of God. But yeah. it's just there there's so many counterfeits out there right now. Oh, and yeah. like you said, people are looking for something and there there's a hunger there and I don't know that maybe a lot of people don't can't put a finger on it, you know, what it exactly is. Yeah. But I know that people are searching, you know, and, and it's just uh you know, it's a really awesome time to be here at, at Lighthouse and a part of this ministry because we can see the hunger in people's eyes, you know, and you just want to be there for them, whatever they need, you know, whatever that looks like. And yeah. I, I know you've got that passion in you. I've, I've seen it, you know, you, I, I get to see it every day, man. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just really exciting to see what the Lord's going to do these next few months with, with services open back up and stuff. And I thought kind of close on that, you know, what are you, what are you looking forward to as far as getting back inside the church and stuff? You know? Oh, Lord Jesus, air conditioning. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh my good. Oh, I felt, Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so me and me and pastor Jeff kind of talk about this a little bit, you know, when we're outside and me and him just kind of looking at each other, shaking our heads because it's hot and there's bugs and just no, just all no. I mean, I don't, I don't mind a, a good outside service, you know, a tent revolver or whatever, but my goodness, get me in some air conditioning. I am spoiled. And I am so excited for that. But on on the other, on the flip side, I'm I'm really excited for for the gathering, for people to get together. It's hard looking across the parking lot 
at your brothers and sisters and just kind of waving at them. I, I'm a hugger. I love hugging. I love going in and getting personal and really loving on you. And I'm so ready to get back to that. Man, me too. Me too. I know it's going to be a slow transition. You know, we're going to do everything we can to, to kind of try to follow the rules and, you know, we'll have masks and, and things like that. But I'm really ready to, to, to see that moving forward and to getting back to not back to church as usual because I don't think that's ever going to be the same again. I think we took church for granted. But I, I'm ready to, to see us get back together and gather together, you know. That's what I'm really, really excited for. Absolutely. Man, I know we're going we're gonna to implement a, a new segment. We're going to try to do this every episode. We're going to do a, like a question block. So any of y'all find us on Facebook. You can find Michael Simmons or Jeremiah Dell or look up uh, Lighthouse on Facebook or on Instagram. Any of us, any of those platforms, find us and, and send us your questions because we're wanting to pick a question or two out every episode to kind of, you know, run over it and, and make it a fun thing. You know, when we have guests on, you know, we'll be able to, to ask some questions, put them in the hot seat. Yes. That's what I really look for. I'm, I'm ready for our wives. I'm, I'm glad the hot seat thing is over for us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Get this done and over with. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm ready to get our wives in here. And me really, too. Me too. And I think they're me. both excited about it too. Yeah. I, I know, yeah. I I, mine, it. not so much. I don't think James, I don't think she's too excited about it, but she's going to get on here. You just be nice to her. Okay. I, you, I'm going to be try. nice. <laughs> let's, we need to go like, uh, I'll go after Missy. You go yeah, after okay. that way. They can't get mad at us. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, our question today comes from one of our youth. His name is Easton Randall. Shout out to you, Easton. You are the man. What up, Easton? Even though you're like three foot three or something like he's that. He's a little man. He's a little guy. Yeah. You know, but he, he's like he's got these freckles and he just really he looks like a milk carton commercial kid. It's adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. So you just want to squeeze his little cheeks. <laughs> Oh, it's just ridiculous. And he, he takes advantage of it, too. He gets away with a lot of crap. Right. But his, uh, our question today comes in from him, and his question was, so I'm going to ask you first and, and let you really get into it, and then I'll, I'll kind of get into my answer. Okay. Um, his question was, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, was, was there something in your life that, that maybe happened or thought you had in a split second that you said, man, I really need to get right with God right now? Oh, that's, that's an easy one for me. Um, I can remember exactly <laughs> kind of where I was at and what was going on. Um, I, my first daughter was born when I was 30 years old and I did not, I kind of had the desire to change and kind of get things right with the Lord, but I didn't. And then some time passed and I had my second daughter and things just were kind of falling apart for me. And I knew that if I continued to go down the road, I was that I was going to get to the point where I did not have a relationship with either one of them. You know, the, their, their mothers were, you know, wanted nothing to do with me, you know, and I knew that if I continued to live that lifestyle that I was not going to have a relationship with my kids. And so I decided in August of 2014, I decided to go into teen challenge. It was a 14 month program. And, um, and when I got into teen challenge about a month into that program, I was in, uh, St. Louis. And, uh, I remember going to church and going to the altar and I was like, Lord, I know I had a relationship with you as a kid. You know, I, I love you. And I said, but I'm not serving you. You know, I'm not, I'm not sold out to you. Not, yeah. My life's not surrendered to you. And, and I just, I want to make that commitment again today. And I want to, you know, rededicate my life to you. And I just want to serve you at all costs, wh yeah. whatever it takes. And that's not like some magical thing swooped in and, and it was, everything was perfect from that point right, on. Yeah. But that was the point I made that 
you know, declaration to the Lord that I wanted a different life. And it's been a process since then, you know, it's, it's been a process. There's been some ups and downs and, you know, life, (laughs) but, but that was the point, you know, I just, I can remember being in that situation, fearing that I wasn't going to get to raise my daughters and be in my daughter's lives. And, and I was, you know, drinking and using drugs. And I just remember feeling very low, you know, and, and I just, I knew there was only one way out and that was the Lord in a relationship with him. Man, it's amazing how your kids how your kids come along at that right time, where where it will help you make that decision. Like I got to get my life together, you know. For if it's not just for me, it's for these kids, man. I, I want to be a part of their life. That's awesome. Um, so what about you? <laughs> mine is mine is kind of kind of the same thing. I remember the the I, there was two instances where I really I really was like, whoa, like I, I really need to get I need to get myself together. And the first one was was when I was a, a kid, you know, in the youth group, and I was kind of playing church. But uh, I had my my appendix busted, and I just woke up and I wasn't feeling great. And and you know, it was mom's first day at work, and she was like, "Well, I'm gonna go to work. You just stay home, and I'll come check on you later." And about 30 minutes later, she came back. She's like, "I just had this bad feeling, like that you need to go to the doctor." You know, it's that motherly instinct. Because mom mom's always she's always had that that motherly instinct. She's awesome. It's my my rock, my backbone. She's amazing so she took me to to the medical center there at malden and and they took took some blood and and was like man your your white blood cell count is through the roof you need to go you got something going on rushed me to the hospital in in popper bluff and uh they said your appendix bust inside your system we got to do surgery now like you're minutes away from death so rushed me in because I, i guess what happens is that gangrene gets inside of you and and poisoned your blood and all that well it had already started Mm. so they got me in they uh got it out tried to get all that all that stuff out and and uh a couple days into it as i was laying there reopened my my stomach where i did surgery reopened they had to go in and and do another surgery well i remember laying there in in the bed and and just thinking man god i was minutes they said i was minutes away from death said if if mom would have stayed at work a little bit longer i would have died there in bed so I remember sitting and thinking, man, God, you you kept me alive for a purpose. You sent that feeling to my mother to come and take me at that moment for a reason. There's a reason why I went through this. There's a reason why I made it through this. So I remember laying in that hospital bed. That's why I was like, God, I'm I'm gonna start getting serious about about you. You know, even after that, you know, we we had the kid, and I, I still fell away here and there. But that was one of the moments that I really was like, God, I'm gonna focus on you. And then, uh, you know, we, we kind of fell away. And as I, as I got older, I, I started drinking, started partying, and, and really fell away from God. And I remember I was, I was at a club, and, and I, was, I was just out of my mind, drinking all night. And I remember slipping and falling. I've told this story, like, during one of my, one of my sermons. But uh, slipping and falling, I remember laying in the floor and just this mess, this disgusting vial just all over the floor in the middle of this club. And I remember laying there having this stuff all over me and I remember just thinking God what have I become like what have I stooped to this is where I'm at in the club and just just nasty disgusting mess and I remember laying there I said God I've got to get my life back I've got to get my life together I'm, I'm I was on the verge of losing my wife I was on the verge of losing my kids and I said God I, you know what no more like I'm, I'm gonna get back to to walk in the right path with you and that's the beautiful thing, man, when we're in those situations. You know, like you said, right before you went into Teen Challenge, when we're in those situations, God is right there with us. 
Yeah, absolutely. So many times we think of him as a big brother waiting to slap us mm -hmm. on the back of the head when we do wrong, but he is right there with you. So I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you no matter where you're at. That's right. I'm right there with you. So the thought of my Savior, the man who died for me, being there in that disgusting, filthy floor right there beside me saying, I still love you, that made me want to change everything. Man, that's good. That's awesome. It, uh, man, and it's, it's been, it, like you said, it's been a struggle. It's been a, you know, every day. Every day is hard to, hard to live in this crazy world. But, man, just getting up and saying, God, you know, I know, I know you're right here with me and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do better than I did yesterday. I failed I failed you yesterday. Let's let's do better today. Right. Even in our mess, man, he's he's always right there. Oh, yeah. And you can look back and and some of the hardest times that I've been through, I can see where where God was right there with me. You know, hand upon me, protecting me. You know, keeping keeping me out of you know keeping me from death. I mean, literally, there's we don't have time. I I could go on for days about stories where I've cheated death. You know, and yeah. and and it's just it's amazing looking back upon my life and and seeing where where God has has kept me around for a reason. Oh yeah, you know, and I'm just just excited to get and in. even even to see you speaking life into into the the kids that are around you now. You know, you're the kids that may not be your kids, but they're your kids. Right. That is awesome to see, you know, knowing knowing your past, knowing where you came from, to see you speaking life into these kids. You know, it's like God's prepared you through the fire, reshaped you, and and sent you and sent you, sent you to your wife for that specific purpose. You've already been there, you've been there, done that, and you can lead that family. It's it's awesome to watch. And thanks. It's beautiful, man. It's it's so cool. Um, well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. We're going to try to get these episodes out uh, as quickly and as much as we can. Uh, like I said, we appreciate all the downloads. Go follow us on on all your different different platforms and everything else, the Twitter spheres and the face chat and snap face and all that. Uh, we just appreciate y'all. And, and like I said, we're going to start having guests on once we get this all set up. And it's going to be a good time, man. I look yeah. so forward to it. Oh, man, me too. Me too. It, it's it's awesome when you get to hang out with a buddy and, and do something you're both really into. Like we're calling each other and, and, man, I'm excited. I got this and got that. And we're just both really excited for it, man. Jeremiah, what you you got anything, man? What's God laid on you? Give me something. Man, just off the cuff, you mean? Yeah. Um, something that, that – uh, I was talking with my wife about last night, you know, we were talking about, I'm huge on accountability and, and having people in your life. And, uh, a lot of people don't have that. You know, a lot of people try, you know, to go through life alone or they're f are forced to go to life through life alone. You know, they just don't really have that, um, person in their corner, you know, cheering them on and, and, and dragging them through the muck, you know? Yeah. And so I just got, it got me thinking about how, you know, we're as a body of Christ, you know, when one of us suffers, the whole body suffers and we have to believe that, you know, so we need to be mindful of everyone around us, you know, to, to, you know, and sensitive to what they're going through. You know what I mean? So if somebody is down and if somebody's having a bad day, man, they need somebody to lift them back up. You know, it benefits the whole body. Yeah. And, um, you know, the only way to really know if someone's down or to know if somebody's struggling is to, to, you know, be, you know, up, you know, be up close with them. You know, you have to be, you know, you have to be, um, concerned about what they're going through. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it's easy to walk by people and, and, you know, we do it all the time. Like, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Great. And that's it. Yeah. You know, it, cause it's, there's just a lot going on, but when you, when you invest that time to, to get to know somebody and to, to figure out, you know, what they're going through, 
you know, you, you find that, that there's a lot of hurting people out there, you know, and they could be, you know, I mean, right next to you in church, you know, they can be right next to you in the grocery store, man. They could just be one, one more bad, you know, thing coming their direction away from, from, you know, you, you just never know what people are going through. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, I guess what, what my prayer has been lately, like I said, I've been talking to my wife about this a lot is just to be more mindful of what others are going through and try to try to be a light for people and try to be a rock for people to lean upon if they need it. And just, you know, just be there for people, man. That's it's, it's plain and simple, you know, just like that, you know, yeah. just be there. And that means a lot, you know? Yeah, it really does. That's good, man. Because like you said, a lot of people don't have that, you know, or they, or they feel like they don't have that because we don't reach out. You know, how many times have we said, Oh yeah, I'm going to pray for you. Right. And then never do, never, never really dig in and, and get into that quiet place and really pray for that person. Yeah. Uh, I downloaded, I was talking to pastor about this. I downloaded an app. It's called the echo prayer app where you can, you know, if you come across them, I'm really bad at forgetting. Oh, man, so you come across somebody, you know, you could, you, you put it in this app and it reminds you or you, you know, when, when there's an answered prayer, it like, a, it's like a cool oh, like thing awesome. on there. So you can keep up with specific things that you're praying for and specific people that you're praying for. Uh, because we we do we we say oh man I'm you know what I, that sounds rough I'm gonna pray for you, and never remember it ever again. Right. Right. So uh, that's a cool little app to uh, one of my one of my buddies TJ. Shout out TJ if you're listening. If you're not, shame on you. Um, uh, he he showed me this app. And yeah, it's just and that, real, that's awesome, man. Because it can work as like a faith builder for you too. Because yep. it's gonna, like you said, it show you things you've been praying about, and yep. then you'll see answers to prayer, man. And it, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's especially awesome. during those days where you do, you feel yeah. better. You're like, man, God, are you really are you really listening? Like, is my words are they making it to you? And you can look back and go, oh, look at all these answered prayers, man. God is good. Right. You know, God is good every day. We say that, but sometimes we don't really, really believe it. We don't take a hold of it. But uh, again, we appreciate y'all staying with us, man. This has been Michael. Jeremiah. Almost Brothers Podcast. Love y'all. Love ya.